You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Calise. With me is Jonathan Barron. And, uh, you know, we're going to hop right into some Mets player development talk. Just want to give a special mention to L.A. Knight. Really fun night at City Field where he guest hosted the game. Him and Mike Janela had it out. Uh, I'm sure you'll see those clips around, but it was a really fun night tonight. Yeah, Vito. I mean, I'm not a big wrestling guy. You're a big wrestling guy. But tonight, maybe sparked a little sparked a little interest. I'll put it that way. You know, next time, uh, next time there's a little wrestling on one of the channels that they wrestle on, um, I might be tuning in. So really, really fun night. A lot of great energy in the ballpark. And um, just a, a cool thing. And you know what? It was kind of the sort of thing that minor league baseball, I've always said, is ahead of its time in many ways. Minor league baseball finds ways to entertain off the field. Things are great on the field. Things are great off the field. But, like, you can't guarantee what's happening on the field necessarily, right? It's all about that off the field entertainment. So that's always fun. And uh, I feel like that's a good connection with minor league baseball because – we once talked about a segment called Mail Carrier Dead. I was we just about to bring both, it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just about to bring yeah, it up and say, so... does this mean we're going to go for it? Does this mean you're going to pitch to Brendan? Can we do Mail Carrier Dead before the season's over? Probably not that one exactly. Uh, by okay. the way, how am I sounding? Just uh, peek behind the curtain here. Not using a mic, rocking the old AirPods. So how am I sounding? You're sounding great, and John, don't worry. Your headphones are in good hands on my desk where they are not needed. Actually, okay. No, you know what? Bring, bring that no, to you... Vito. Just held up a wire that would. Uh, what about no. the microphone? Is, is the microphone there? The microphone's at the office. Yeah, but I'm telling oh, okay. you something. No, there's two wires missing because I bought four wires, and there's two right here. So mm. somebody took those wires off my desk. This has become not just a Mets minor league podcast, but a mystery podcast, which I like. Oh, we're like weaving, we're weaving a story into the story, which I like too. And you know that we're we're big into storytelling now. But you know what? Let's tell some stories about what happened tonight in Mets player development. And the one thing that has to be brought up, I think, our main storyline of the night is the Syracuse Mets game where they won three zero versus the Scranton Wilkes Bear Rail Riders. And the reason this is the main storyline of tonight is because two time future of Flushing interviewee our all-time record holder for appearances on the podcast mike vassal took a no hitter into the ninth inning until janey texted us about it yeah vassal definitely the story on uh tuesday night mike vassal had the start that many have been waiting to see knowing that it was coming and it finally came in scranton wilkes Bear on tuesday night like you mentioned Vito, a no hitter into the ninth inning, gives it up. By the way, I'm not going to talk too much about this, but I don't believe in jinxes at all. So I don't want to hear it, but Janie, it's not on you. It's not on you at all. So don't feel bad. It was the story. It was going around. People were talking about it. So generated a lot of buzz in Mets land. That's awesome. Vassal on the night, dominated with that four-scene fastball of his, ran it up to 96, 10 whiffs on 30 swings against, and he induced a ton of soft contact with the four-seamer. The average exit velocity against the pitch on Tuesday night was under 80 miles an hour. He worked all four pitches, both sides of the plate, keeping the opponents off balance all evening long. Like I said, Mike Vassell puts forth that dominant outing 
finally in AAA Syracuse as he starts to get on a roll. The strikeouts were up. The walks were down. Just takes a little time to get accustomed to a different pool of talent, uh, the different rules of AAA that we've talked about, a lot to deal with for a guy going from AA to AAA. Mike Bassel seems to have figured it all out with his phenomenal performance on Tuesday night. And it's crazy because uh, just a day before we ran into Matt Levine and Jacob Wilkins from the Rumble Ponies, and mm-hmm. we were talking to them about that exact same thing, about the change from AA to AAA, and talking about Mike Vassell in particular. So it's really it's really cool to see him just go out there and have his, you know, I, I guess, would you say that's his best start of the season on both clubs? I mean, it has to be, right? I would say anytime you take a hitter into the yeah. like that, it's it's got to be your best start of the season. I mean, Mike had some fantastic starts um, at AA Binghamton, like we've talked about. Obviously, his, his great uh, start to the season got him a spot of the Futures game. So that was awesome for Player Mike, of the month. Player of the month of the Eastern League. But, I mean, this is a pretty good lineup that he faced. Austin Wells, a highly regarded Yankee prospect. Franchi Cordero, who's had time in the major leagues. Walmer Defoe on this Rail Riders team. And Oswaldo Peraza also on the Rail Riders. So he did it against, excuse me, Oswald Peraza. I always get those two mixed up. I want to correct myself there. But you're never, you're never in for an easy night whenever you're facing a AAA lineup, especially the International League. We've talked about it. Life all since we started the podcast, I was going to say all season, but this is a league that sees a lot of runs scored, a lot of runs. So for Mike to do this tonight, just awesome, awesome, awesome. Keep it up, Mike Vassell. Way to go. What a night on Tuesday. Amazing night. And uh, also to round out that game, Ronnie Mauricio hit his 17th home run of the year. And fellow Future of Flushing podcast appearancey, appearancey, guest, guest is the right word, reached base three times. He went two for three with a walk. Now let's talk about those Rumble Ponies who won 9-7 versus the Somerset Patriots. Somerset, only a quick trip from Manhattan. And, you know, maybe you'll see in the future, maybe there's a reason that I'm bringing up how close Somerset is to New York City. But the Rumble Ponies overcame a 4-0 deficit, scoring five runs in the third inning. And Luis Angel Acuna won for three with a walk and three stolen bases. Acuna was showing all the tools that make the Mets fans so excited about him being in the organization. Those three steals. I read something actually earlier today that Ooh. him and his older brother, Ronald Jr., had a bet before the season. I think it was for $5,000. And the bet was, who would finish the year with more stolen bases? At the time, Luis Hell trailed by 10. And I was checking what was going on tonight. And I saw three scales. And I was like, man, this guy, he talked about it today. And now he's trying to make up that ground. So... Three steals, taking advantage of all the times he's getting on base. Uh, a huge night for Luis, for Luis Angel Acuna. Jeremiah Jackson and Drew Gilbert also had big nights, both driving in RBI, both driving in runs, collecting RBIs. Jackson won for four, and Gilbert had three ribbies of himself, a two-run single, and then a fielder's choice that drove in a run. So he now has five RBI in four games since coming over to the Rumble Ponies. JT Schwartz, a guy, you know, if you were paying attention to the pregame at City Field today, Featured on the scoreboard, he's been piping hot since coming back from his rehab assignment, and he stayed hot on Tuesday. Roped a two-run triple, so good good to see the sweet lefty swing of J.T. Schwartz looking sharp. And homers again, bottom of that Binghamton lineup. The eight and nine spots, Hayden Singer and Jalen Palmer with home runs. So this is a big series the Rumble Ponies are in right now, Vito. They are playing the Somerset Patriots for six games, so they win the first of those six games. And here's the deal. 
Somerset won the Eastern League Northeast Division for the first half, so they are already in the playoffs. They have clinched their spot. Right now, the Rumble Ponies are in third. They are at the game back at Portland. So if Somerset wins the division again, then second place in the division will get that spot from the second half Northeast Division. So this is a huge series, six games. If Binghamton does well here this week, they could actually hop Portland and supersede Somerset and move into first place. But the playoffs are right there for the Rumble Ponies. Would be great for all these exciting young players to get a little taste of playoff baseball. Would be great for us to enjoy a Rumble Ponies playoff appearance. All about the Ponies playoff push and right now they're pushing hard. Ernie, that 9-7 win on Tuesday. They're pushing P and pushing P on the mound for them was Dom Hamill who started. He went six innings with five strikeouts, only let up one walk against that tough Somerset lineup that John was talking about who, like he said, won that first half. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm super excited to watch some Rumble Ponies playoff baseball, hopefully. Um, John and I got a really nice explanation from Jacob and Matt from the Rumble Ponies when we met them at City Field in person. And it was really cool meeting them in person, John. It felt like it was Mirror World, you know, the two of us meeting the two of them in person. Yeah, great to meet those guys. Awesome to talk with them about a month ago. Now time is really flying. That was a month ago? Uh, I, it was about a month ago. I mean, what's today? Today's August eighth, July eighth. Yeah, right, right wow. around it. It was Dom wow. Hamill, and it was and it was those two guys that we spoke to. I think on back to back days. So, time is flying. You know, it's that fun. feels here's, insane. Here's the trick that no one likes to acknowledge, or not the trick, but the truth. When July fourth hits, the summer is over. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, a hundred percent. When, I've, I've when July fourth hits, way. summer's done. Yeah. Summer's done. The true summer is like the first 80-degree day in June through July 4th, because once July 4th comes, say goodbye to the summer. You blink, now, and it's Labor Day. Not to go into weather talk with uh, Mr. J. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I do think this summer particularly is weird because like, we didn't really get nice days until a week ago. It's been miserable. It's been either so hot or crazy storms, and we've talked about it a lot. But yeah, it really hasn't been a stretch of days where it's just been picture-perfect weather. So It's barely even get... hot. It's just been rainy for most of it. It feels like there's like a hot just day, muggy. and then it's cloudy for like a week. The clouds are like a blessing just because it's a relief from just the beating heat. Remember the orange skies? That was That was around this time two months ago. I think that was... That was the Yankee game that didn't happen was June 7th. That was June 7th. So, yeah, it's the summer is is flying by. You know what that means? We got JETS football coming soon. It does mean we got JETS football coming up. Me and John's big goal for the year is to go catch a game together. Maybe go hit up a tailgate, have a good time, and watch Aaron Rodgers and the boys wear those cheesecake heads that everybody was wearing when Favre came here. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. Now, before the summer's over, you know what you got to do, John? Tell me. You got to get to Brooklyn. Get to Coney Island. Have a dog. Watch some fireworks. Have a good night. And the Brooklyn Cyclones won 3-2 versus the Aberdeen Ironbirds. 
my favorite name in Mets player development to say Stanley Consuegra hit a big two-run home run in his last four games. That's three total. This was a Joey Lucchese game where he was on a rehab assignment, pitched a few innings there. And Drake Osborne homer to put them ahead for good and uh, clinch that 3-2 win over the Ironbirds. Big win for the Cyclones, who are now 51-51 and on the season. The Rubble Ponies moved to 52-50 and on the season. So some success being had by those two levels. And let's not forget the performance by Robert Colina. Lucchese came in through three and a third. Like you mentioned, Dylan Hall came in for it out and Robert Colina went the rest of the way five and a third innings of work just two hits no runs allowed six strikeouts to one walk lowering that ERA to under three so a great performance by Colina him and the bat of Consuegra the red hot bat of Consuegra who we've been waiting for it I, I remember it vividly watching that 440 foot blast on the backfields of Port St. Lucie Florida back in March dude's got all the talent in the world tons of raw tools and it's coming to the forefront right now as he is hot and the Cyclones win again on Tuesday. You know what I think about Stanley Consuegra? What's that? He plays the game like a kid Don't say, whose oh, hair okay. is on no, fire. I'm sure he does. You know what? If we have the opportunity to talk to the guy who I said that about, you know I'm bringing it up, right? I know. You're definitely going to bring it up. And, I'm just and, gonna... and he's going to agree with me because and if you haven't listened yet, Drew Tucson interview dropped today. Awesome conversation with Drew. Very insightful. We've done a ton of topics with Drew. Check it out wherever you're listening to this or on the Mets YouTube if you want to see me and Vito smiling faces. But we asked Drew Tucson if Drew Gilbert plays like a guy whose hair is on fire. And what did Drew say, you know? He said it's true, but then said he <laughs> calls him a grinder. Sure. He is a grinder. He's a grinder. And he also plays like, like he's got his hair on fire. Hey, dude, did you notice Drew Toussaint uses such cool baseball lingo? I was really fired up on that the whole episode. What fired you up the most? What what lingo? I mean, I just like whenever anybody talks about a kid with pop. Um, every time he calls somebody a grinder, I love that. Do you like when I call a guy toolsy? I do like when you guy call a guy toolsy. Yeah. All right. All right. I what think about he's got... Yeah, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No. What about, like, uh, he's got good baseball instincts. That's not really lingo. That's just like, no. I mean, you know, that's just I like, that's like talking just about words. basketball and saying just like, words. he has basketball IQ. Um, okay. I, I mean, like our, so far, Dom Hamill was the, the most baseball lingo-y guy we've spoken to. Very, very lingo-y. That very lingo-y. Um, well, let's talk about the St. Lucie Mets, who unfortunately lost 15-4 versus the Palm Beach Cardinals. But good news in that game, Nick Morbido led off the seventh with a triple and you know what that did? That led his hitting streak to six games. So Nick Morbido stays hot in his debutante ball for the St. Lucie Mets. Yeah, some other notes to round out that game from St. Lucie and Palm Beach. Vincent Perozo had an RBI single. Kevin Villavicencio had a run-scoring double in the ninth inning. And Luis A. Rodriguez had a good performance on Tuesday. Pitched three clean innings to finish the game off. So a 15-4 loss. For the St. Lucie Mets against the Palm Beach Cardinals, but now we stay there because the FCL Mets, the neighbors of the St. Lucie Mets, played the FCL Cardinals. So I wonder if they had that all worked out. I wonder. Yeah, you think they all traveled together? Do you think it's like when you go to the All-Star game and you give somebody from another team a ride? Probably not. Probably not. But there was a lot to talk about from this game. It was a 5 nothing FCL Mets loss. However, Jonah Tong started, and he was good. That good high-outstanding stuff on display. Tong struck out six of the 12 batters he faced. 
Boston Barrow, another good day. Two for three. Nolan McClain, the two-way player drafted by the Mets a little bit over a month ago. We spoke with Drew a lot about Nolan McClain, and he made his professional debut on Tuesday. Big right-handed hitter. Drew a walk, so great to see McClain get in the lineup. As a lot of the guys, the Mets drafted a lot of the bats are starting to make their presence for this FCL Mets team. Some with the St. Lucie Mets, Nick LaRusso, Christian Pregit. So you're starting to see these guys about a month after they had their names called and their contract signed play their first professional game. So you love to see that. And Matt Rudick, you love to see Matt Rudick. He continues to rehab. He played his fifth rehab game since starting that current rehab assignment. So Rudick, the great Rumble Ponies outfielder, working his way back to the Eastern League. Do you want to tell everybody what you've said about Jonah Tong? What did I say about Jonah Tong? John randomly will just turn to me and say, I F with Jonah Tong. Oh, I F with Jonah Tong. You said it in the office like a few times. Jonah Tong. You've said it, and I just wanted the people to know. You F with Jonah Tong. Jonah Tong's nasty. He is. I agree with you, Orange. That's why I want everybody to know that you F with him. Yeah. Good Good Ontario boy. Good Ontario boy. Ah, I know what that means. I know that means that whenever we get to speak to him, John's gonna bring up puck. Oh, we're we're talking, but you know what? There are this happens where there are there are some Canadians that you ask, you assume they love hockey, and then you you bring it up, and they're just like, no interest at all, and it, it's just that. a stake through my heart. It's the worst because you just want to talk the, puck. I do. I do, but I also want to talk about that dirty 12-6 hook that Jonah Tong has in his arsenal and that 95-97 to mile-an-hour fastball that the FCL Cardinals could not deal with on Tuesday. So if the puck talk doesn't work out, because it worked out with Christian Scott, big Florida Panthers yeah. fan, of course, got to shout that out. Listen to that interview we did with Christian. That was like two months ago. Actually, that wasn't two months ago, but it was a while ago. Uh, Christian's been dominating ever since. You literally Jonah went Tung. over when it was like seconds ago. You you say we no no that was Don Hamels that was Don Hamels interview. Christian oh you're right Christian Scott was beautiful background that was not the same weekend yep. you're right that was like Silly June me. that was like June 23rd ish around we that do a area. clip show where we reminisce about all the episodes we've done. Oh I like that idea I like that and we just like kind of talking about yeah that day Vito and I were fighting we like didn't even talk that whole day but we just like. <laughs> the episode and it was they would talk again after that would get background all these things oh they're talking about commentary well you know what else you could talk about john you could talk about the dsl blue who won 5-0 versus the dsl blue jays and franklin gomez beautiful six scoreless innings pitched only gave up three hits a single walk and six strikeouts yeah the lefty is quietly had a fantastic start to his pro career over with dsl blue including that performance he has 61 strikeouts and 44 innings on the season just 15 walks, so the control impeccable, and the ERA now at 2.45 after his six scoreless frames thrown on Tuesday. And then we go to DSL Orange. They lost 3-2 against the DSL Marlins. The big note here, Jeremy Rodriguez acquired from the D-backs in the Tommy Pham deal. He continues to hit. Since coming over to the Mets, he went 2-3 for three on Tuesday. Hit second, played second base. Another one of those guys. Plays up the middle, strong up the middle. The Mets have a lot of them. Jeremy Rodriguez continues to hit. Only one word I got to sum up this episode, John. What would that be? Oh, I know. I know. Let's say it together. Three, two, one. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Dude, I found myself saying it like all. 
I mean, like, I already liked it, and, like, I watch – I do watch wrestling, so I already knew it. But, like, after tonight, I've literally just been walking everywhere and going, yeah. It's catchy. It's catchy. Man, it was it was a fun night. Capped by a fun episode. This was a fun episode. This was a good time, man. We're fired up. Last question about LA night before we head out. Did you like the did you like the LA night point move? I liked everything. I like I liked the entire it was it was a great show. It was a lot of fun. Um you know, it was it was just fantastic. So you know, we shouted out LA night, but big shout out to Mike Janella. Mike Janella, Mike Janella, you know. Great sport. I'm glad that they were able to work out their differences. Mike was awesome. Everything from soup to nuts was fantastic. A lot of fantastic performances down in the Mets player development system on Tuesday. I think right now I can envision it. I can hear the stock music in my head, Beal playing us out. And it's about to, I'm about to have to go. So we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Enjoy the stock music. And this is backwards. We'll see you in the future. Yeah. yeah.